Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. TCK Potters, happy Friday. Daniel and Sky back with you, joined by our longtime brother Curly, dishing out our week seven picks, checking in with our NFL uh, teams and our fantasy teams. And we're also going to add a new segment in this week and for the next couple, an all in or fold a segment where we talk about some trade options with specific players. As always, make sure to email us your fantasy questions to our email address, tckpod at gmail.com. Shoot us a DM on the Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag TCK Pod. And as always, we have much to cover, so let's get into it. Can you spell cat? Certainly. Spell it. Cat. K I T T Y. Pussy. We're terrific. We're colossal. We're mediocre. There's no question. Nation, the chicken with his head cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, good evening. How are we doing? Doing fantastic. I uh, before before we get started, I'm I'm curious. Uh, it's kind of an age old question, but uh, the missus and I went out for uh, went out for some uh, pizza for dinner this evening, and uh, we have a nice local spot down the street from our house, and um, it's kind of New York style, kind of that flat you know, flat style pizza. And, and uh, Daniel, I know you have a uh, family out in Chicago and uh, actually just got back from New York, which you can tune in here if you'd like. But um, well, I was just curious, you guys personally, do you prefer like 
New York style flat, really thin crust, or do you like that big beefy Chicago style or something in the middle, like Sicilian or um, are you a calzone guy? You know, just just no, kind of carry thin, thin crust with extra cheese. Oh Jesus, that was quick. I, I was I was going <laughs> to deliberate that question a little. Thin uh, crust, a lot of cheese. No, yeah, bread is just a filling. It's a filler. <laughs> it depends. It depends on on kind of what I'm going for. If I want a special meal, deep dish for sure. And there's a deep dish place right around the corner from where we live that is. I shit you not, it is better than anything I have had in Chicago. It's ridiculous. Oh damn! It is ridiculously good. Next time you're in town, we should go grab it. Um, but more on a more sort of like day to day basis, yeah, New York. New York, all the way. Okay, and I, I uh, uh, go ahead, Curly. I was just gonna say, the missus and I, we had a uh, all the best pho that you can find. Oh to, snap! Don't get me, don't get me started on pho, bro. Oh, I was no. gonna say, oh, hey, is it the only pho that, pho that you can find in Arizona? <laughs> <or is> it... <laughs> no, there's actually quite a bit of uh, you know Thai and uh, Vietnamese restaurants out here because you know ASU is such a it's such yeah, a popular course, school course, for yeah. yeah. So um, so we have a lot of the, the Middle Eastern, Thai, Vietnamese restaurants. Oh my gosh, so good, dude! I, in the valley, bro. I go I, yeah up in Eugene too. It's it's definitely the uh, you know the sixth season. So we go pretty hard on the pho as well and go extra hot sauce, get all the chilies in there, mm, and just nice. burn out the sinuses, dude. So I'm I'm all oh, about yeah. the pho. For myself, really quick. Um, we just happened to go to this spot that has the New York style, which I dig. Um, I'm all about the deep dish. Um, I'm just, I like pizza, man. Uh, bread, bread, cheese, and toppings can't really go wrong. So I'm pretty much down for whatever style. But we were at dinner and I was getting ready for the pod. And I, uh, I just thought I would ask you guys really quick. So let's move on to our week. Oh, yeah, man. I just, you know, want to check in, see, see right. what, what, what goes on here. I mean, we used to hang out every day, but, you know, it's been a couple of years since we've been, been uh, you know, BFFing it on the daily. So just curious where you guys uh, sat there. We don't really pay, play uh, pinball every day at Round Table Pizza anymore. So I was just trying to check in there. <clears throat> Sadly. Sadly, we have other things to do. Oh, man. Pinball. I, dude, sign me up. All right. Moving on here. <laughs> Week seven, uh, NFL picks. I want to check in here with our totals. Uh, I covered some ground last week. Pretty stoked on that. Currently, um, I am still two games back from both of you. I'm at 53, 39, and two on the year, currently ranking third. And both of you are tied in first right now, two up on me, 55, 37, and two. So we are still close. Last week, I had a great week, uh, the best week we've had, actually, between the three of us at 11 and four. And I would have uh, been 12 and three if I would have stuck with the Dolphins, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> 11 and four uh, ranked first last week. And Daniel uh, Curly, excuse me, was second, 10 and five. And Daniel, nine and six. So just two, just two games back here and uh, hoping, to, hoping to pull up a little bit more this week. Um, we'll start in Los Angeles uh, Chargers, but we're actually going to be in London. This week, again, this is our second week straight with a game over the pond there at Wembley Stadium. We have the Chargers hosting the Titans, but this is not a real home game for the Chargers. Uh, what do we think here? We got an AFC matchup with, uh, with two teams that need to get some Ws here. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Chargers on this one. They're definitely bringing it together. Uh, Melvin Gordon, holy cow. Um, they definitely have a lot more weapons than the Titans. Uh, Mariota, how many sacks? This 11 last week 11 yeah that's that's, that's not going to do it yeah that's not going to do it so Mariota's struggling he you know he can't he can't get any help he doesn't really have too many guys to throw it to right now 
Um, so yeah, the Titans are a little sloppy. So uh, Chargers are the easy pick for me on this one. Yeah, not not only does he not have that many people to throw to, I'm not convinced that he can actually throw it to them. Um, I, I, that, I, I, yeah. I still think he's feeling the elbow issue that's been plaguing him. I think the beating he took last week can be attributed to many factors. He's obviously probably not going to get sacked that many times again. But ultimately, I just don't see any solution in, over there right now from from anything. Um, so so yeah, I'm definitely picking. And the Chargers offense is like you said melvin gordon is is doing ridiculous things uh uh and, and you know philip rivers wasn't really needed this past week but still still can air it out when when needed and yeah i definitely am liking the chargers same way i'll go chargers as well and uh, i'm really sad man I, I just i'm bummed about Mariota just on a personal fan level but also it's just kind of a bummer to to see a guy just unable to get healthy for numerous years and uh, multiple injuries too. Unfortunately, it's not like it's been one thing that he could just sit out and wait, like, you know, uh, luck or something where you can just miss a season, come back and, and be pretty, pretty fine. But uh, unfortunately for Mariota, it's not looking good. Plus they can't run the ball. Um, and like you said, he can't even get the ball to the receivers anyway. And the chargers have a pretty decent defense. So I will take the chargers as well. And just a note to the listeners, if you'd like to wake up extra early, on a Sunday morning, you can check this game out at 6.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So we're on the West Coast where we're recording this. So this will all be um, Pacific Standard Times that we're going to announce. But this will be 6.30 um, Pacific Standard Time if you want to get up early and check out the Chargers and the Titans in London. Next up, this one might actually be interesting. we got the Bears hosting the Patriots in Chicago. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I think uh, I think the Patriots are the easy pick on this one, but it's going to be really interesting to see how the Bears come back from last week, right? I think I don't I don't know I don't really get their play calling. It's like they think they have I I don't know Patrick Mahomes or something at quarterback. I think they need to adjust their play calling and, and you know have a much more conservative approach with Mitch Trubisky. Um, he's just not there yet. He's more of an Alex Smith right now. So, so I'm I'm interested in to to see to see how the Bears react and how they compete with the Patriots. But I'm I'm going to definitely go with the Patriots on this one. Yeah, uh, I mean, to me right now, at least, this is not uh, this actually isn't that difficult of a decision. I think it just in general, it always felt a little too early to kind of go nuts on the Bears and and what happened last week certainly solidified that point. Um, also very much worth noting, as I noted earlier this week on the news and notes podcast, Khalil Mack is hobbled. Um, he uh, might may or may not play, but even if he plays last week after he kind of sustained the injury and was in the game, he was not the same. Um, uh, and he was, he was not the Khalil Mack we've been watching over the last several weeks. So um, their defense could be a little bit uh, mangled. Uh, and, and, you know, everything you said about Trubisky is, is, is right on point. You know, he's going to have to, still has a long way to go to be, to be consistent. Um, and he'll have a front row seat for the, the master of consistency, Tom Brady. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, definitely Patriots. I'll go Patriots on the road here too. I just think um, the bears will not be able to keep pace. I know that uh, Trubisky and the bears, everyone, but Jordan Howard, of course, which we'll get to in a little bit has been on fired uh, for the bears the last couple of weeks. But I think uh, the Patriots are the, the perfect remedy 
to any team thinking they're hot shit. Uh, we saw it, you know, with the – and the Chiefs played well. We'll get into Mahomes in a second, so don't, don't ring me yet. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the Chiefs the Chiefs were able to, able to slow that buzzsaw. I think we all found out that the Dolphins are the Dolphins, but um, they were able to slow them down when they were undefeated. So I think the, the Bears are going to get some humble pie this weekend at home, and I'll take the Patriots as well. And, you know, I don't think – any one of the three of us are going to fool ourselves and think that, you know, Tom Brady isn't necessarily Brock Osweiler per se, but I think that the uh, Patriots will still get it done uh, versus the bears here. So um, we'll go with the Patriots as well. And in the AFC uh, East, um, we have the bills uh, who are not as terrible um, as uh-huh. we, we thought they were. I think this is a, re- a reverse Danny green. They are not who we thought they were. And uh, with the AFC, um, south, the Colts are plummeting fast at one and five and need to get it done here quickly. Um, this one's going to be interesting. I think uh, I'm just going to go quick and, and say that I, I still can't root for the Bills, especially if they don't <laughs> have their only chance on offense with Josh Allen out. Right. Um, so I'm going to go. I, I think Andrew Luck will just be too much. Sounds like T.Y. Hilton's going to play. I think they're going to have too many weapons. I'll go with the Colts at home. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Colts as well. Uh, yeah, Andrew Luck is going to be a little too much. And with, without Josh Allen, who knows what that Bills offense is going to look like. Um, it's probably not going to look like uh, too, too sharp. Um, so, so, yeah, I don't think the Bills offense is going to be able to keep up with Andrew Luck. And, and like you said, Andrew Luck, he's, he, he, you know, most of his offense has been injured. And so he's starting to get pieces back there. Uh, and he's been playing uh, stronger and stronger every week. So, so I think uh, I think Colts are the easy pick on this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I have anything more to say beyond what you guys already said. It seems like this is going to be a game uh, with one of these two teams is I think is reasonably likely to end up with the number one pick in <laughs> in let next year's draft. <laughs> next year's oh, draft. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's, oh, let's, the Niners. Yeah, let's not count out the Niners. Don't count out the Niners. <laughs> hey, C.J. Beathard, gonna gonna C. lead them. Gonna lead them to uh, four and. 12 record or something oh, dude don't don't make me digress too much here but ba- <laughs> dude I, I i think about this all the time my dad and i used to talk about this when i was younger and, and you know al smith was was trying to get his number one picks every single year the problem is with the niners is they don't because the franchise is so historic and legendary in the nfl in general they don't they have too much pride to fully blow it so what pisses me off is that they're gonna go like <laughs> you know like last year you know, they were yeah, like one and nine tackle. or whatever. Like, dude, they were on their way to a, a top, you know, three, four pick, no problem. And Jimmy G comes in, you know, fucks it up, wins five in a row or whatever. This year I'm concerned that they're going to come in and win two or three or four at the end on accident and then, you know, get get one of those, you know, late ten picks. So hopefully wow. they can get a top five pick here. But we'll we'll see. I think they'll be able to slow down this week here. With any luck, then, you know, we should be we should be chanting for Tom Savage. If, then, then, hey, bro. And, and then they'll go the full tank there yeah there you go exactly and and really quick you said you didn't have much to talk about the bills and the colts game you didn't have a, a Derek anderson take uh I, I don't know he exists they just signed him eight days ago <laughs> I, don't, I don't even really i don't really know much about it i mean i know that he's probably better than nathan peterman uh, i do know that he went to uh oregon state right uh, up the street here from uh right up the street from me yeah so um, that's about enough that about that's about yeah. enough for that game i, I do think, I, just, I think he's the best chance that they have to win i think he's a better option than nathan peterman there that's all i'll say 
I agree. I agree. So, okay, fair enough. Moving on here. A quick, quick digression. If we're, I'm, I'm feeling pretty loose tonight, man. I had a nice dinner. I'm feeling kind of, kind of pizza, kind pizza of pizza belly, <laughs> pizza, dude, pizza belly, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling it. So we're kind of loose here tonight. All right. So uh, we got the, uh, we got the Jags, Jags hosting the Texans. Um, I will, uh, Daniel, why don't you go first? It looks like you're the odd man out here. Yeah, I'm picking Texans. Uh, not playing great personally i think this game is going to be ugly i think it's going to be low scoring um and i think it's going to be unpleasant to watch but i think but i think uh because neither team is is playing great uh and that includes deshaun watson who who seems like he still needs some more time to get his legs back he's been very up and down um but i think that the texans are, are going to give blake bortles enough hell to to sort of keep the Jaguars skid going um and they got some serious problems i mean their alarm bells should be ringing right now um uh, their their defense isn't quite what I think people thought it was going to be. Their offense is just absolutely completely obliterated. It looks like they'll almost for sure be without Fournette, and even Yeldon is not practicing, um, which means we might get a whole lot of Jamal Charles. Uh, Fire him up. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I, I I think I think the Texans outlast the Jags in a in a slugfest. That's my that's my play. Fair enough, Curly. Huh. I kind of feel like I want to change my pick now, but <laughs> but I'll keep I'll, I'll keep my pick with the Jags. Um, yeah, I guess it comes down to which offense is least terrible uh, for this one. Because yeah, the Texans the Texans have been barely winning these past couple of games, and uh, Deshaun Watch. Yeah, his decision making is definitely looking shaky, and he's not comfortable right now. Um, and he's been getting hit way too much, so. Yeah, the, the 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 Texans offense is pretty bad, but the Jags offense is also pretty bad. So I'm picking the Jags here because they're they're at home and they still have that defense. Uh, even though the yeah, it is looking shaky, but but we'll see. It's looking less shaky than the Texans offense, I guess. Fair enough. I'm gonna go with the Jaguars as well, and uh, I actually really like uh, Deshaun Watson. I think you know. I've been, you know, very bullish of him in the preseason, but the problem is he got absolutely destroyed a couple of weeks ago yeah. um, trying to run in multiple against Dallas on the goal line there, about four different series. He tried to score on a rushing touchdown to just get absolutely smashed every time. And it sounds like he's got some bruised ribs and he's got a like potentially punctured lung. Um, and I mean, it, it sounds like it's just a pain tolerance thing for him, but like, that's definitely nothing to, nothing to scoff at. So I'm, I'm concerned that he's going to take one shot and be toast. And if he's gone, um, you know, I just, I don't think, I don't think they're going to have a chance. And, you know, Bortles is up and down. Bortles played one of his regular Bortles games last week. So I think he might have a bounce back against this defense that can definitely get burned. And really all the Jags need is for Bortles to score, you know, 14, 17 points and uh, the defense can take it. The problem with the Jags is, is they can't come back when they're down. And um, so if they get an early lead, I think that defense will get fired up at home and be able to, to get a nice win after getting embarrassed um, last week. So I will take the Jaguars as well. Let's move on here to the Lions and the Dolphins. The Lions coming off a bye and uh, the Dolphins coming off a, a, a large win last week. So, of <laughs> course, as I mentioned on Tuesday, but we have to recap it, of course, because it was one of my better debacles of the season so far. Um, so last week I picked the dolphins against my better judgment. I just had a, had a hunch and wouldn't you know it? I was right. Except for I got the note at like 8am or whatever, that Tannehill was going to be out for the game and Brock Osweiler was coming in. 
I was having none of that. So I text the guys at about 8 a.m., 8.30 or whatever, and I said, hey, I know this is kind of bullshit, but I'm changing my pick. Um, I just there's – no, there's no way. Well, sure enough, the Dolphins win. So I, uh, I lost that pick, which was kind of lame. And Brock Osweiler lit up the Bears. Damn. Well, Albert Wilson lit up the Bears. But still, he gets credited right. for the stats too. So anyway, all that being said, it looks like I'm the odd man out here. I'm actually going to go against Brock Osweiler. I don't think he's got two in him. So I will go with the Lions on the road coming off a of bye. They've had two weeks to plan for whoever's playing quarterback in this pretty – pretty uh, rough um, Dolphins team altogether. I don't think Frank Gore is going to have enough in the tank for two consecutive weeks. I don't believe in Kenyon Drake. And uh, I think Darius Slay is going to slow down or at least try to slow down Albert Wilson. Therefore, um, they don't have many other options there. So all that combined, I think the Lions will get the win on the road versus the Dolphins. Yeah, that's a good point about um, Frank Gore. And it looked like he was banged up a little bit at the end. That's Uh, the only reason Kenyon Drake played, dude. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to know. Gore looked really good before he before he kind of banged himself up and came out. He really did. Yeah, Ten years like, younger. He looked like he was dying though at the after that after I know. run man. So like, um so was was he gassed at the end or was he injured? That's what no, I no, he, he yeah, he bumped his he bumped I mean he was probably gassed too, he but he uh, he banged up he banged up his knee mm. and he came off and then they gave uh Kenyon Drake a couple of uh couple flare oh, passes. I'm aware. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> sure, he padded your bogus stats in fantasy, but well, I he didn't was, have him in anywhere, but I, I was watching the game. I was watching the end of Yeah, it was show. just it was just like they, they wanted to ride Frank Gore and I think they're gonna continue to do that. And oh, yeah. Kenyon Drake hasn't proven himself. So um I guess what I'm saying is I just don't I don't think Frank's gonna be able to bounce back like he used to and be able to have that workhorse role whether they want him to or not. Uh, this week, um, yeah. you know, so well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to go too deep into Gore and Drake, but uh, but I, th- I think I think Frank Gore has just looked awesome too. I don't think Drake looks bad. Maybe you know, maybe he's like showing up late or something. Maybe that's why he's not getting playing time, or maybe it's just Frank Gore looks awesome and you know he's super fresh for the first half of the season too. So uh, so it'll be interesting in the next few weeks to see uh, what happens as as Gore's tank is getting a little tired. Um, but I'm going to go Dolphins here, and I, I really feel pretty icky about this pick. Um, I don't, I, this, this game is a pretty hard one to pick. Um, but the Dolphins are coming off this, this big win with Brock Osweiler at their, as their quarterback. Um, so that definitely speaks a lot about good coaching and good play calling for the Dolphins. Um, and the Lions are a little shaky in that area right now. Um, uh, the Dolphins definitely had a little bit of luck on their side too to win that game. So I think this one's going to be a close shootout. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Dolphins with better play calling on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Dol. I, I I'm gonna take the Dolphins. I, I honestly don't I don't know, man. I don't know what to think of the Dolphins. I, I've been I've I I've gone back and forth on them all year. They've gone back and forth all year. Yeah. Um, they certainly have a lot of talent, I think, uh, kind of latent talent that's, that's in there. Obviously, we've talked about Albert Wilson. Um, I, the Dolphins are home. I'm picking the Dolphins. That's really what it comes down to. I think if it was yeah. Detroit, I might feel differently. But I'm just Yeah, that's, that's usually the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Fair enough. And, uh, Daniel, why don't you take, uh, take off this next one as well as you uh, are the odd man out here. We got the Vikings on the road in New York facing the Jets. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. For some reason, I'm, I, I feel like that. <laughs> I, like I feel like the Jets. Did you are click gonna... the wrong tab? Or, or what? <laughs> why are you picking the Jets? <laughs> because the Jets are all right. <laughs> good strategy. <laughs> and the Vikings, the Vikings aren't that good, let's be honest. 
Vikings actually are are sort of me. I mean, their offense is is solid. Um, supposedly Dalvin Cook is going to be like mobile for the game, but uh, but I I don't I don't know. I think I think that their def- the Vikings defense hasn't been what it's cracked up to be. I think the New York Jets are actually relatively surprising. Um, I think uh, uh, you know they they have they've had some moments over the course of this year where they've actually truly looked like a good team. They have an interesting uh, kind of two-headed run game that's been working for them. Uh, Sam Darnold hasn't, you know, he's obviously had his challenges, but he's also had his moments where he's truly looked like their quarterback of the future. Um, I think their plague, Todd Bowles, has has actually, I mean, you can debate on how much credit or blame he deserves, but it seems like he's got a system over there that's working. There's been some solid play calling. Um, and like I said, the Vikings just completely aren't dominating as, they, as it seems like people thought they would. Um, and I think the Jets are, are unpredictably good. Uh, and, and again, what with them being at home, I'm going to go ahead and take the Jets. I may be, sound really stupid here come uh, Sunday night, but, uh, but this, is, this is what I'm going with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like Todd Bowles a lot. He's a really good coach, really good head coach. Um, and yeah, the Jets are sneaky good, but... But yeah, it's 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 hard to pick the Jets over the Vikings here. I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one. Um, I think they just have a lot more talent, and uh, yeah, they they have been up and down though, right? So it's a little bit of a sketchy pick. Um, but my gut says my gut says go with the Vikings here. Yeah, I'm going to go Vikings too. I just think there's too much too much firepower uh, over an entire game. Sam Darnold's looked good at times. Obviously, Robbie Anderson's good for potentially a deep bomb, but didn't do anything last week. Terrell Pryor looks like he's banged up. Isaiah Crowell looks like he's banged up. Um, I just I just don't see this happening. Although, if we if you're into following trends, Isaiah Crowell has exploded every other week, which would be this week. Hmm. Um, but for him to uh, rush for 200 yards or something close against the Vikings I don't see happening. And frankly, I just think the Vikings could, um, if they come out uh, and don't take the Jets for granted, like they did with the Bills, if the Vikings come out for real and Thielen and Diggs, and if Cook plays you know, for real can get moving here and they put up two scores or something in the first quarter, I just don't think the Jets have enough to come back on them and they're not going to be able to use that run game. Therefore, they're going to be in a shootout and I just don't see the Jets winning that battle. So I will also... Go with the Vikings here. I agree. They're not as good as everybody thought they were going to be, but I think they're getting better. And uh, when Dalvin Cook comes back, I think they're going to be a much better balanced team. So teams won't be able to face them as kind of, you know, accurately as, as they have been the last couple of weeks. So I'll lean on the Vikings this next week. Moving on, we'll take the Panthers and the Eagles. This one is in Philadelphia. Both teams playing well. Uh, both teams kind of in the in the thick of things in their respective divisions. Um, we're all uh, looks like we're all on the same page here. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I just think um, I just don't think that that the Panthers are going to get it done on the road. They play much better at home. I think Carson Wentz plays really well at home. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's on fire right now. And I think that they have too many running backs for somebody to plan for. So I'll take the Eagles overall. Yeah, I picked the Eagles as well here. Um, yeah, Carson Wentz is going to get a handful of touchdowns here, most likely. And and Cam Newton, he's just not – he hasn't looked great. Um, they had no running game last week. Um, not sure not sure what happened to the running game there because um, McCaffrey is – you know, he looked awesome for the first chunk of the season. So, uh, so yeah, Eagles Eagles definitely have way too much firepower, uh, and they're at home. So so fire, fire away for the Eagles on this one. 
Yeah, I'll go with the Eagles too. I'm not. I, I think this could be close. I actually like the Panthers. I think they they had a rough week last week, but that was mostly due to three to, three turnovers, two by rookie DJ Moore. Um, those are very fixable things. They're not. I don't think those are things that that are going to just plague them all over the place. Um, and and obviously the Eagles, you know, routed the Giants this past week. But of course, you know, we're talking about the Giants, who are all kinds of messed up. Um, so I'm still taking the Eagles. I think the Eagles at home, the Eagles in general are, are really starting to click on all cylinders. Wentz is getting more and more comfortable. Um, the receivers are healthy. Uh, uh, like uh, Sky, you mentioned Alshon Jeffrey's been on fire um, and, and their defense looks pretty good. So, so yeah, I'm taking the Eagles, but I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I actually like Carolina. I, I don't uh, either. I don't think it'll be a blowout either. I, I just think overall, as far as picking a win, I yeah. just think the Eagles will have too much at home and, and be able to sustain them. Uh, because the Panthers seem to be significantly better in Carolina. They play really well. But um, I just – I don't think they're going to be able to do it in Philadelphia. They should think it's a hostile environment, and uh, Philly plays well at home too. So, I'll take the Eagles. Okay, uh, Daniel, why don't you continue here and uh, take on this next game. We have the Browns face the Bucks down in Florida. Yes, I'm taking the Browns for some reason. Um, I, I, I That's not – that's I not I, unreasonable. Yeah, I don't – It's not. It's not. Buck, the Bucks, the Bucks defense is is one of the most disastrous things I have. Um, I think I honestly think it's that their defense is so far gone that, that I think even even uh, the Browns might be able to sort of roll all over them. To be honest, and I think uh, Baker is fine. He's healthy. He's going to play, and I think he's poised for a potentially big game here. Um, I think, and the other thing to keep in mind is that yes, the I mean, Jameis Winston's back. He was spraying the ball around. The, the offense looks quite dynamic, but the Browns' defense is actually reasonably good. Um, they did yep. they didn't play that bad um, in in the game that they lost by the Chargers, um, quite frankly, or the loss to the Chargers. Um, and uh, and I don't know. I think I think that they know they're. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I think that they're they're a better team. Than, than we think, and I don't think the Bucks are that good. I think their defense is too much of a problem. Uh, it's even even for a dynamic offense like theirs, um, really dynamic dynamic passing game. They have no running game, um, so so I'm taking the Browns in a close one. I gotta disagree on this one though. I have to go with the Bucks here. I don't. Uh, I I agree with the Browns defense. They definitely are solid, and the Bucks defense. Well, they don't really have one, uh, so I agree on all those points there. And didn't didn't they just fire their defensive coordinator? Last week, yes, they did, but I don't. I I don't don't think their defense is salvageable still. Oh no, that's not going to help. No, that doesn't help at all. Not for uh, at least a few weeks, and I mean, even if they they bring somebody better in too. So, so yeah, that that definitely hurts the Bucks' defense. uh, Getting rid of rid of your coordinator, and and yeah, it was terrible to begin with. So, so yeah, this this one could be very close. But I think the Bucks just have too much firepower on offense, and Jameis Winston now he, you know two and a half games back or one and a half game, um, so he's getting a little bit more comfortable. Uh, I think I think I think it's just going to be too many points for Baker Mayfield to to keep up. What do you fair enough? What do you fair think, enough? Scott? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bucks too, and this is one of those tiebreaker Bucks are at home games. Um, I think the offense is going to be too much. I totally agree. This was kind of a coin flip when I was picking these. And actually the next game is too, which we'll get to in here in a second. But it basically comes down to uh, them being at home, which I think uh, just kind of is that you know deciding factor there. I agree that I think it's going to be too much for Baker to overcome. However, um, you know, in the, in the fantasy spectrum, I think Baker's a great option this week. Uh, but I think um, 
the Bucks will have too much in their defense is treacherous. And if the Browns pull off this win, I'm not going to be too surprised, honestly, because I think the Browns are a better maybe overall team. I just think that the offense is going to be too much uh, for the Browns to handle. However, I would certainly be worried about uh, Mike Evans yes. in this game, actually. Yes, um, I agree. I just think Denzel Ward, uh, the rookie cornerback for the Browns, is legit. And he's been taking taking guys out, slowing them down. We've been mentioning it every single week. And uh, I think Mike Evans had a hiccup last week, and Jameis Winston threw 400 yards and four touchdowns. And Mike Evans didn't really have a part of that. So we'll see what happens there. But I will take the Bucks, uh, possibly reluctantly, but I'll take the Bucks here. And um, Curly, why don't you kick off this next one? Uh, this is a this is gonna be a hell of a game, actually. Um, the Saints coming off a bye as well on the road face a. Uh, dangerous Ravens defense. Yeah, Drew Brees um, going into the Ravens um, stadium too. That, that's a little sketchy. Um, I, I picked the Ravens on this one just because of, you know, I watched Drew Brees. I, I watched that game two weeks ago. Uh, th- was that Thursday night or Monday night football? I can't remember now, but uh, Monday. Monday night football when Drew, Drew Brees just went on fire. Um, so yeah, so yeah, my gut says the Saints on this one because Drew Brees, he's he has so many weapons. Um, they have two solid running backs now, so that that offense is going to be too much to keep up with. And with the Ravens, I just don't know about the Ravens. I, I I can't trust them. They they looked great last week, but a couple weeks ago, Joe Flacco not so great. So so you know the Ravens are just a little too up and down for me. Even though I do think they have a pretty complete team and they have a really good defense, but. Again, they just get a little shaky here and there. So uh, Drew Brees, he doesn't get too shaky here and there, and he's on fire right now. So so I, I have to go with uh, Drew Brees on this one. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree. I, first of all, I think this is going to be the game of the week, uh, flat out. Uh, the Saints, third-ranked offense against the Ravens' top-ranked defense. Uh, I, don't, I don't see what more you could want in a, in a football game. Um, but uh, I'm going to take the Ravens. I think the Ravens' D – keeps Breeze and Kamara and company in check enough uh, to get enough production from, from the all of a sudden interesting Ravens offense as well. Um, Joe Flacco, a very re, uh, playing well, a very reinvigorated receiving core. Um, Michael Crabtree looking good, coming alive finally. John Brown. Um, I, I think the Ravens defense kept Pittsburgh very much in check. Uh, I think New Orleans may be a little more potent than Pittsburgh, but nonetheless – uh, the Steelers have have a, a fine offense in their own right. Um, so, yeah, and also, again, Baltimore being at home, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take them. Yeah, so I was flipping back and forth as we even clicked on here for the podcast, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle on the Ravens. <laughs> um, and this, <laughs> this game and the last game, this is kind of a funny thing I've done with Pickums like, just forever. So, basically, I – I'm going to pick the, 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 the Bucks and, and the Ravens, but I could see it going the other way. And for the Ravens game, you know, I have a lot of the Ravens and, or excuse me, the Saints in a fantasy. So if the Ravens win, then I, you know, win the pick them. If they don't, that probably means that the Saints did well and I'll do well in my fantasy teams. So either way, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get it there. Also, uh, the misses, uh, her favorite team is the Ravens, um, pretty much because her, her spirit animal is a Raven and they happen to be purple, which is her favorite color. So she's a Ravens fan. So I'm going to, I'll go with the Ravens for on this game. And basically it comes down to, again, they're at home breeze. Who's my dog. I've been repping him all season. He's the man. 
Love Drew Brees, but he doesn't play as well uh, on the road in general and certainly not outside. He spent almost all of his career in the dome, plays very well in domes, not so much outside. Um, I think uh, the Ravens defense is going to be too much. I think Brees puts up his numbers potentially, but I think he's going to be too much. Jimmy Smith is back, who's going to be a, a nasty matchup for Mike Thomas. Um, so we'll see what happens. And I just – we're going to see, man. That Ravens defense versus Kamara and Ingram, I think, is going to be a bloodbath. And uh, this could be a very interesting game here. And if, if Flacco can get a couple deep bombs, we'll see if uh, if Saints can do the other. And I, the, the interesting uh, note I wanted to let you guys know about this game here, which I almost picked the Saints just out of just out of this cool stat. But basically, um, so Drew Brees started his career uh, with the San Diego Chargers, of course, and since has moved on to the Saints, obviously. So he has beaten 31 teams in the NFL. The only team he hasn't beaten over his career is the Ravens, which he could, huh. which he could do this week. And he probably doesn't have too many seasons left. So this may be the last time that he plays the Ravens. So I just thought it was kind of a cool thing that, like, you know, he's on fire. He's setting records every single week. He's one touchdown away from the 500 touchdown club. I think he definitely gets that this week. So love Drew Brees, but uh, in the pick em, straight up, I'm going to go Ravens. I just think it's going to be a little nasty up there in Baltimore on the grass. And I think the uh, the Ravens pull it out here. And this could actually be a solid game for Alex Collins. Um, if it's a close game, they could ride him and Alex Collins owners could finally start getting some peace with that situation. So moving on, we've got the Cowboys and the Redskins. Uh, Daniel, why don't you start here? Yeah, I'm taking the Redskins. Um, again, this is another, to some extent, home pick. Um, but I, in general, I'm, I, you know, I, I was really impressed with the Redskins last week. Um, I think they, you know, just they, they jumped all over the Panthers early and then made a, a really impressive defensive stand at the end of the game. Um, and I think in general, their defense is, is, is proving to be something to, to contend with. Um, and their offense always seemed like it was it – was, kind of better than it was performing. I mean, I think Alex Smith had some really, really bad games, but I think we know he's probably better than that. Um, you know, uh, uh, they, they have, have dealt with some uh, injuries to their receiving core, but they do have talent there. Um, I, think, I think in general they're, they're, they were a better team than, than what they started out with and, and being at home against the Cowboys team, who admittedly was, you know, showed some impressiveness, impressiveness themselves and humi- kind of humiliating the Jags at home last week. So I don't think – I think this could be a, an interesting close game, probably a relatively low-scoring game. Um, but uh, but I'm going to take the Redskins at home. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. I, th- I agree. I think it will be a close game, but I think it will be a, a little higher scoring than that, um, uh, especially with the Cowboys just putting up, what, 40 points on the Jags? Yeah, wow. Um, Damn. So yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of points, right? <laughs> um, so I think I think the Cowboys definitely have something going with this uh, Dak and Zeke uh, run pass option because it's really hard to stop a quarterback that can run all over the field. Don't forget about um, Cole Beasley, son. And Cole Beasley running all over the field too. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it just adds a fourth dimension to that <laughs> offense. Uh, and it's really hard to defend. So, so yeah, I think the Cowboys they might have something going with that RPO. Um, and I've, I'm, I've got Jordan Reed, so I'm a little angry at Alex Smith right now. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cowboys. So you may want to just you may want to just drop Jordan Reed and pick up Vernon Davis. 
Yeah, seriously. Um, I want to go with the Cowboys as well. I think this is going to be a big day for Zeke and a big day for AP. I think it's going to be kind of a kind of an old school football game from you know 15 years ago, where we're looking at you know 20, 25 carries for each running back here. I don't think there's going to be a lot through the air for either one of these teams. So I think this is going to be a slugfest. I just think the Cowboys uh, are are rolling right now. I don't disagree that the Redskins looked good last week, um, but not two weeks ago. Uh, versus the Saints. Um, I know that was Drew Brees' night. It was just kind of magic in the air for sure on Monday Night Football, but they just straight up looked bad. Um, so we'll see what, what happens with Chris Thompson. Um, like you mentioned, Jordan Reed is just not Jordan Reed. I'll talk more about him later on. Um, but uh, I I think if, they, if, if Josh Norman isn't too much uh, for Dak to handle – then I think that the Cowboys get the W. So I'll take the Cowboys on the road here in a divisional matchup, but I think it's going to be close. Possibly a big field goal game here. Um, wow. Last uh, last game for the afternoon slot, we got the Yams and the yeah. Niners. Um, who's picking the Niners? Okay, so Crickets. I'll take the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're all, we're all picking the Rams here. I just say if, uh, if the 49ers, if this is a close game, I'm just going to say Kyle Shanahan is the, the best coach in the entire world. <laughs> I mean, he's a really good coach. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of the Niners. Hey, man, Beathard, I, I, I said it on the Tuesday. <laughs> I, I, I said it on the Tuesday podcast. And, of course, it, you know, for listeners who have been listening for the last handful of weeks, they know that we're 49er fans. We are the candlestick kids for a reason. Um, but I make this statement every time after I say that. We are not homers, homers. Um, we're very, you know, even either way. I have to say, though, I was very proud and stoked watching that game last week um, because the Niners had no business on paper on the field with the Packers. But you had mentioned it, that the Packers aren't kind of the Packers right now. Everyone's kind of banged yeah. up. They don't know what's going on. They've got some unsolved issues at, at every position. And the Niners straight up were beating the Packers in all phases of the game for 55 minutes. And then mm -hmm. Rodgers was Rodgers and ended up winning the game. I don't think the Rams, you know, slow down at all. However, this game is a road game for the Rams, although it's, you know, 100 miles or whatever. But, um, you know, if they can tame Gurley somehow, uh, the Rams are without Cooper mm, Cup. Yeah. The Rams are without Cooper Cup. Um, we'll see. I'm just trying to think of any possible reason this game's close to make content, but I'm kind of running <laughs> out of excuses. Wow. I think I think the Rams Rams win big time here. And, uh, you know, Goff is a, Goff's a Bay Area kid, so – you know, we'll we'll see what happens here, but it probably rams big. One last yeah. one last comment. I you did as you mentioned, uh, Cooper Cup will not be in the game, which I don't think quite frankly means anything for the Niners. But what it does mean is a potential Josh, Josh Reynolds, Josh Reynolds fighting, baby. Bo, 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 bo. Yeah, so so I think what Daniel's trying to say is if you have Woods <laughs> or Cooks, you can leave them on your bench. Yeah, you know, fire up Josh Reynolds. Yeah. You can just leave Gurley on the bench too because they're just gonna. Goff's just going yeah, to fire like 250 yards and four touchdowns to uh, to Josh Reynolds. Yeah, fire up the Niners D. <laughs> okay, uh, JK, don't do any of what we just said. Let's move on. So we have a Sunday night football game here. Um, this one will be interesting. Uh, obviously, the uh, the Chiefs played um, a hell of a game uh, last week. And um, one of the better games I've, I've frankly ever seen. Um, we got the Bengals uh, at, and the Chiefs in Arrowhead Sunday Night Football. Chiefs. Um, yeah, the Bengals do look good. 
Bengals look look really good. Um, but the Chiefs offense might literally just explode. Um yeah, this is gonna be a huge shootout. Put all of your fantasy players in. Um kickers might even get twenty points each too. <laughs> this one. Uh but yeah, the Chiefs I have to go with the Chiefs on this one because I think that's just way too much firepower coming off of, you know, they, they should have won that game against Brady and, you know, it's not the biggest loss either. It's still early in the season. And I think we'll, we're going to see that matchup pretty soon uh, come playoff time. And I think the chiefs are going to, I think the chiefs will come away with the W next time they meet um, because to Eric Berry, they're going to get, they're going to get some defensive pieces back because that defense is atrocious, but so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs on this one. Offense way too much for the Bengals. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take this. Is this? Is, I'll take the Chiefs. This is going to be a, a fun game. Uh, chances are, it's this is actually a potentially very significant game. I think a playoff buy could be on the line in this one. To be honest, but um, huh. but uh, definitely uh, seeding. The seeding for sure. Uh, and I think I think uh, given how good I think these two teams are, I think even uh, you could even go so far as to say a playoff buy. Um, and I I I am fully on the bandwagon of the Bengals, um, I think, to, to sort of put them after put them down after what happened last week, last minute, crazy Antonio Brown touchdown. That's premature. Yeah. I think the Bengals are pretty ridiculous. But Chiefs at home, uh, I mean, Mahomes almost out Brady Brady last week. Um, God damn. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I got to go with any time the Chiefs are playing at home, I'm, I'm pretty much picking the Chiefs. So, yeah, Chiefs. Fair enough. Uh, you know, I just have to say, you know, if Mahomes gets past the Bengals, then I think I'll be. Are you gonna, are you gonna I'll be, be on the wagon, dude? <laughs> the wagon is gone. The wagon doesn't want Skylar anymore. <laughs> oh, J.K., dude, I, I got it. It's all right. I, I already ordered you your 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 Mahomes. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna so yeah. Well, I'm gonna take an Uber and I'll just I'll just roll behind you guys. Um, <laughs> Dude, the guy is awesome. Dude, yeah, he's, he's he's fun to watch. He's so legit, dude. Damn, he is so legit. And again, though, like the first, you know, the first half, I was just kind of like, okay. And Curly's texting me like, oh, dude, what the hell is going on? Because of course you're firing up on fantasy teams, and I'm just kind of like, you know, eh, holding it. And then, damn, they just turn it on, dude. He he is he is incredible. I'm I'm certainly certainly a believer. I'm on for sure. Um, and I think that they're going to be too much for the Bengals. I really hope that uh, everybody on the Bengals can avoid Vontez perfect. Um, he's really starting to piss me off, dude, that full. Uh, he's just dirty as hell. I mean, he's, he's always kind of, he was at uh, Arizona state used to play the ducks all the time and just do nasty shit to duck players in college. He's been doing it to the chiefs and the Ravens and everybody else in the division for years. He gets suspended constantly I do just nasty as hell. And I just, I really kind of despise that action in the games uh, when they're doing things like that and injuring players on, on football activities. So I just really hope that, you know, he doesn't get a hold of like a guy like Mahomes or something like that or whatever. So anyway, back to football. I think the chiefs are going to be too much. Um, although I'm going to, I'm going to ride my train in the fantasy world uh, about uh, Andy Dalton and AJ green on the road. I think they're going to put up huge numbers against the Chiefs oh, yeah. and this defense because this is going to be a shootout. Uh, A.J. Green could be over 150 easy. Um, so I think this is definitely a, a game um, where you just you start everybody. So I totally agree. Bench the defenses, fire up everybody on offense. I totally agree. Last game of the week, this one um, – yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we got the uh, New York football giants heading into the uh, 
New York or the Atlanta football Falcons, I guess it would be. Um, so the Giants, Giants, <laughs> Giants and the Falcons, Falcons at home here. Um, Daniel, you're the you're the odd man out once again. What do you got? I, I'm going to take the Giants against my better judgment. And and I just for the record, I want to take a second to rail on the Giants because the Raiders are on a bye and I need some team to rail on. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna rail on. I'm gonna pick the Giants, but also rail on them. Did you hear what their owner said this past week? I, yeah, about about Odell Beckham, how he needs to sort of. T- oh yes, yes, yes. As if as if Odell Beckham is the problem on this team. Jesus, of course, it has nothing to do with the fact that Eli Manning can't throw footballs anymore, and their offensive line is like a freaking sieve, and their defense yeah. is terrible. Um, no, but apparently their problem is a result of Odell Beckham. The one player, it's one of two players on that team who's actually. Used um, anyway, I digress. It's after all that, because I think I think that the Falcons have some very serious problems. They're incredibly injured on on both sides of the ball, um, and uh, and I think um, I think that the Giants are they're going to get Evan Ingram back. Um, I think in general they're going to look at last week for something of a wake up call. I think Eli is bad, but I, I'm not sure he's this bad to be honest. I think I think that they he's due for some positive regression. He does have some weapons. Saquon Barkley's a beast, um, and I, I think I think uh, they're gonna they're gonna overtake. It's gonna be a shootout, and they're gonna overtake the Falcons. I will say whoever loses whoever loses this game can officially start planning for next year. Yeah, they're toast. Yeah. Absolutely, I, I I agree there. I agree there. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll pick the Falcons on this one because they're playing at home. Uh, I'm not crazy about either team. It's a, it's a tough pick. Uh, um, I think Matt, I think Matt Ryan and that offense is is definitely they they have it together um, more so than Eli and the Giants at this point. Uh, obviously, the Giants have a lot more talent on their offense, but yeah, I, I just I don't, I don't like the I don't like the Giants play calling at all. It is just really bad. It's not good. They they need to like just. I don't know. They need to start doing a lot more shorter dump offs and, and get it in the hands of their playmakers as quickly as possible. And uh, they need to stop having Eli drop back so far and read, read the field. He's not that quarterback anymore. So they, the, the game plan, uh, the, the uh, um, play calling for the giants is just atrocious. Um, So I'm going to go with the Falcons on this one. Yeah, I went back and forth. I'm going to pick the Falcons as well. I went back and forth on this game multiple times. I thought, you know, Saquon could destroy them. Odell could destroy the Falcons, yada, yada. Then I was thinking, okay, Eli, so don't do that. So go with the Falcons. And then I was thinking, well, the Falcons are without uh, Devonta Freeman now, um, you know, and they have an atrocious defense. So what are we going to do? For me, it just comes down to Matt Ryan's better than Eli Manning. And I think that, and they're at home. I just think that, that uh, you know, they've been in a number of shootouts and they've lost most of them. I think they get right this game. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pick the Falcons. I think it's a huge day. Um, of course, I said it last week. My prediction was uh, was <laughs> kind of right. <laughs> and I think, Daniel, you were, you were perfect that he would have 150. Julio would have 150 yards and no touchdowns. <laughs> And I, I, I said that he have a, he'd have 100, you know, 20 yards or whatever and two touchdowns. So he met in the middle, I guess, on fantasy points. But um, I think this is another big game for for a Julio and Odell, for that matter. Um, just for just for kicks, uh, more fantasy points overall, uh, Julio or Odell in this game. Julio, I'm saying, uh, uh, I'm saying Odell. I'm going to go on a limb and say Odell. Okay, and I'm going to go. 
Julio as well. I'm just marking it down just for kick so we can check it out. One last note here before we move on. Uh, while I'm finishing up this, why don't you guys flip over to the all interfold league so we can go through our fantasy leagues really quick. Just a quick note that we have four teams on by this week. We've been mentioning it all week, but it, it's really important that you pay attention to these bye weeks. Of course, you've acknowledged it on your roster, but it's also important to look ahead and make sure that you know about next week's buys as well. So, this week on by, there are four teams, Seattle Seahawks, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Oakland Raiders, and the Green Bay Packers. There's a bunch of quarterbacks within there. There's a bunch of receivers. So uh, make sure you're, you're being careful with your bye weeks moving forward. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw in interceptions. Just, man, We just got our totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. This team is going to the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Okay. Um, who would like to go first here with the, uh, the all-in or fold leagues? Uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel, you want to go ahead? I'm playing. Okay, so I'll go through my lineup first, and I'll talk about my opponent. Um, all in or full? Hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. So we, so we, so we went three for three last week, and I made a, I made a post on Instagram, um, which I'll start doing uh, moving forward of our, of our kind of our, our recap for our numbers, so people, you know, acknowledge what we're actually doing here. Because again, I, I don't want to be one of those podcasts that like talks a big game and then we don't share when we blow it. And I definitely blew it in the, in the listener league, which I'll get to last week, but all of us had had a uh, big wins in the all under fold league of record last week. So um, why don't you uh, recap that really quickly? And then oh, yeah. uh, we can, we can bounce over to, to this week seven. Had a, uh, coming off on the heels of a 184 point performance uh, buoyed largely by the heroics of Melvin Gordon, who put up 41 points for me. <laughs> Second second highest score in the league, and actually uh, looks like um, Curly had the highest, you had the second highest, and I had the third highest score in the That's league amazing. last week. Nice. That's amazing. Uh, oh, yeah, Curly, you have, you have Devontae Adams, don't you? And everybody else is good. That's uh, <laughs> crazy. Your team, your team is crazy in this league. Um, anyway, three and three, baby. And, uh, oh, yeah, I won't last. Um, yeah, so uh, 184. My my opponent, uh, who was Rob Garcia, had had a, a decent, a pretty good week himself, putting up 170 points. Um, ultimately, the difference was but not only Melvin Gordon, but I got 18 points from my kicker, uh, Harrison Bucker, which helped quite a bit. Uh, Tariq, Tariq Cohen put up a monstrous game. Uh, Russell Wilson showed that he's still good, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. My receivers continue to be trash. Larry Fitzgerald and Robbie Anderson doing pretty much nothing. Um, uh, James White, James White putting up a, a, a very un-James White-like 16-point performance, which is somehow bad for him. Um, but anyway, overall, a pretty good week on my part. 
Uh, okay. Excellent. So I'll put, go into my lineup for this week. So uh, starting with uh, streaming Joe Flacco, Russell Wilson's on a bye. Uh, so I figure I'd pick up Sky's favorite quarterback and put him in there um, against, uh, against a porous New Orleans Saints defense. Uh, obviously, Melvin Gordon, James White, um, hopefully looking, looking forward to getting T.Y. Hilton back this week. So putting him in there, thank God my receiving core is in absolute shambles. Um, so I definitely could use his help. Um, streaming Antonio Callaway as my other receiver. I think he might actually have a chance to do some big things against Tampa Bay. Um, so throwing him in there, Gronk at tight end, uh, Tariq Cohen and uh, Bilal Powell right now as my flexes, uh, streaming Colts D against Buffalo and again, Harrison Bucker at kicker. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think it's a bad lineup actually considering I'm, I'm without my main quarterback and, uh, Generally speaking, the receivers are horrible and or injured. Um, so anyway, uh, playing Todd Banta, the five and one. Todd Banta, by the way, um, who is who is projected to beat me by three points. Um, he's you guys are you guys are battling for uh, second place behind yeah. me. Basically, if you, if you win, you guys are tied in second. If he wins, um, he'll he'll be he'll be kind of comfortably in second place there. So right, right, right. damn. Yeah, I yeah. mean, unless I lose, then I guess we'd be tied, of course. But right, right, right. Yeah, well. We we all know that, we all know that's not possible. Yo, shout out! I know. <laughs> shout out to shout out to shout out to TB man. Shout out to TB. Yeah. Long time. Uh, also grew up in our hometown. Uh, actually, Curly and I moved up to Eugene from the Bay Area 10, 11 years ago, dude. Eleven years ago, wow. uh, the three of us moved up here to Eugene. So shout out to our brother Todd Banna, um, a regular uh, regular listener to to the uh, TCK Pod. So shout out TB. Hi Todd. Hi Todd. Go TB. Uh, Except for this week, I hope you go down. But, uh, but nevertheless, <laughs> he, he got, he's got a hell of a team. Uh, he's, so he's got, let's see, Kirk Cousins at the quarterback, Mark Ingram, Sony Michelle at the running back, um, the absolutely comically good receiving core, Thielen, Emmanuel Sanders, and Michael Thomas all in, all in the lineup. Uh, uh, CJ, tight end, although he has Ingram on the bench. If he plays, I could see him maybe doing a substitution, uh, a substitution there, but we'll see. Um, Tyler Boyd is his other flex, uh, Rams D and Randy Bullock at kicker. So he's right now he's projected to beat me by three points. We'll see. Well, don't look now too. I hate to, uh, to hate to, you know, potentially rain on the parade. I don't know where he would fit him in and maybe not this week, but he also has Dalvin cook sitting down there when he gets healthy too. So he's just going to, he's just going to reload something interesting about Todd's team. I'm looking at right now is every single one of his players is on the road. Mm. Oh yeah. Which that's a good point. Which I, I don't – I usually don't take that into huge consideration because, you know, it's just – it's football. But still, um, it's, that's just uh, – it's interesting. I don't know. It's interesting. So, we'll see. All right. Well, that's that's a big game. That's the biggest game in our in our league for sure. Um, yeah. You know, you guys will uh, – the winner of that game is, is going to be sitting pretty. So, all right, cool. Um, good luck to you. And, uh, Curly, you want to move on to yours? Sure. And while we're talking about Todd's team real fast, uh, Todd, if you're listening, I would like one of your wide receivers. Okay. I've been trying to trade you uh, Jameis Winston for uh, for a receiver um, or even Dalvin Cook, too. So This fucking guy. He tried to trade. He, he's got all these receivers. He's got <laughs> receivers, and he's trying to trade me Mike Williams for Melvin Gordon. <laughs> hey, same team, bro. <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, and Mike, I should say Mike Williams and Mark Ingram, but still, come on right here <laughs> okay so um let me pull up uh, last week, week bro you're the highest scorer 
Last week I won two hundred and twenty nine to one hundred and twenty four, so that's a, a screaming one hundred and five points. And I wish I could carry over some of those one hundred and five points that weren't needed uh, to this week because I do have some players on by. Um, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes put up fifty seven points. Todd Gurley put up forty three points. James Conner thirty five points. Devontae Adams forty two points. The rest of my team put up about a couple of points. Um, so so those those four guys um, they. Yeah, that's 177 points from those top four dudes right there. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Um, so, so yeah, let's see. Let me pull up my team. This week I have James Conner is on by, uh, and who knows what's going on with Le'Veon Bell. Um, I also have oh, I also have Devontae Adams on by and Marshawn Lynch on by. So, so a little bit of a tough tough week for me, but I still. Um, I have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Um, I still have Todd Gurley in there, and I'm slipping in Matt Breida, who I think Matt Breida could be a solid uh, running back too. You know, he's definitely risky, right, because he's up and down, up and down, and he he tends to get hurt in the game pretty easily, but somehow he recovers from injuries very fast. Um, so, so yeah, keep your eye on Matt Breida there. Um, wide receiver, I have Marvin Jones Jr. and Sammy Watkins uh, a little sketchy there. Uh, both of those guys are boom or bust. Hopefully they don't bolt bust. Um, OJ Howard in at tight end this week. Uh, I'm benching Jordan Reed and I'm trying to get rid of Jordan Reed. So any listeners out there, if you're in my league and you want a tight end, let me know. You can have Jordan Reed for uh, for a bag of potato chips probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make that deal. I will make that deal. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe Doritos. <laughs> Anyway, you can you can have uh, you can have Jack Doyle, who may never play again. So, <laughs> I know, I know, I, I I had to drop Jack Doyle in a couple leagues. Um, in the in the flex, uh, in the flex, I have Kenyon Drake, uh, John Brown. Uh, going with I, I picked up the Dolphins defense off of waivers. Uh, Dolphins D going up against Detroit. So uh, so hopefully we'll put up some points there. And then I have Jake Elliott at kicker. Um, and then on my bench, again, I have Jordan Reed. Um, Cameron Meredith on my bench. Not if yet. He, not yet. Not yet. If, if he wasn't going up against the Baltimore defense, I think he would be a better play over Drake or Sammy Watkins. Um, but, yeah, Cameron Meredith, not yet. Uh, Jameis Winston is on my bench. I'm trying to trade him off. And Kiki Kuchi on my bench as well. And your opponent? And my opponent. Let's pull up the preview here. I have a pretty good matchup. Um, let's see. We're projected. I'm projected at 139 points and Rob is projected at 136 points. He's going with Andy Dalton, Alex Collins, TJ Yeldon, possibly, but he looks like he might be injured. Uh, Julian Edelman, Golden Tate, Austin Hooper, Wendell Smallwood, Sterling Shepard, Jaguars defense, and Justin Tucker, the best kicker in football. Dude, so good. Yeah, he also has uh, he has Leonard Fournette, uh, of course, who hasn't been playing on right. his bench. He's also got Juju on a buy, um, and he had, he uh, he's the one that drafted uh, Jarek McKinnon in our yep. league as a as a keeper potentially. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. Okie dokie. Well, good luck to you too, man. Unfortunately, Rob's been struggling um, this year a little bit, and uh, you definitely need a, a win here to get in the thick of things. So, I wish you I wish you his luck. Um, and 
Rob and I did a little business this morning, which I'll get into in just a second. But first, I'm going to recap last week's game versus Ulysses. Um, it was looking sketch going into Monday night. Um, I had mentioned last week that uh, our good buddy Ulysses kind of has my number on head up heads up matches in fantasy football, but also like poker um, and things like that. He just he just seems to have my number. But going into Monday night, uh, I have Aaron Rodgers. I have Aaron Jones. I have. Uh, Geronimo Allison, who was in my lineup all week, and it was kind of – he was a game-time decision. I took the risk to leave him in there just knowing that I could pick up Mar- uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Equinemia St. Brown if, if somebody were to snipe him from me. Um, so I'm, I'm literally out to dinner, <clears throat> and I come – or I'm taking my, uh, my lady home. I walk in the door. I text the guys and told them this. <laughs> I walk in the door at literally 5.11. And the games lock at 5.15. I realize it's 5.11. I literally, like, go pale white and, like, freak out. <laughs> and I look, I look at my lineup, and I realize that Geronimo is out. He's officially not going to play. So I swap him out quickly, drop him on my IR, go to the waiver wire, pick up Valdez Scantling, drop him in. As soon as I click submit, the games lock, and he's in there. Um, and of course, Rogers and Valdez had a great game and uh, Aaron Jones didn't do much, but did enough. I was down by about 47 points or something going into it. They ended up pulling out, uh, what, 57, 64 uh, points in this league um, to give me a huge bounce back. And I ended up winning the week. So that was that was pretty massive. But Rogers had a great game. Um, Antonio Brown with that last minute uh, half illegal touchdown helped me out big time. Valdez Scantling had a nice week and uh, Eric Ebron stays hot. Everybody else was pretty pedestrian except for Steven Goskowski, who put up a modest 25 points in our league, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is what's up, dude. That's why. That's why you play kickers. You know what I'm saying? You just you need that extra 25 points every once in a while. Right. So that that and you, move, and you can bank on that too. You should just plan your lineup according to the expectation that you're going to get 25 points. Exactly. Kicker. Exactly. So and uh, Goskowski was a third kicker off the board in our league, so I had to scoop him when he was going off there. So that moved me to six and zero, still in first place and undefeated. And this week I am. Um, playing Baker Mayfield. I'm going to stream him, who I picked uh, very last in the 17th round of our league as a potential keeper for next year, but I'm streaming him this week against Tampa Bay, which looks pretty good now. Um, So I'm going to go with Baker, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Marquise Goodwin, who finally came to life last week, Um, Julio Jones, which I'll go into a little bit more in a second, Eric Ebron, Carrion Johnson, Chris Godwin, uh, the Titans defense, um, against the Chargers, I think that the Titans defense has actually been pretty solid, and it's a London game, so it's not an official uh, uh, home game. Um, so I think the Titans will be okay there. And uh, Goskowski. Um, on by are Antonio Brown, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and uh, Allison and Vados Scantling. So I have four Packers, and they're all on by, and I'm going to keep Trey Burton on my bench. So Julio Jones, really quick. Um, I've been trying to uh, talk with Rob about Julio for a couple of weeks, and um, – I was able to pull off the trade this week, uh, this morning, actually, that was Julio Jones for um, Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard and uh, pitched it to him and he was about it. So we made the swap and he needs some depth and, and things. And he was worried about the no touchdown situation with Julio, which I am more than happy to wait out. Um, I've been bullish on him. Of course, I wasn't able to pick him in any leagues, just the way my first round and second round drafts hit, but very stoked to have Julio on the team. And uh, next week when I get AB back, that'll be a pretty decent receiving course. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I am playing uh, our good brother, Nathan, 
Nathan Skalski. Um, he is playing Rivers, Derrick Henry, Ito Smith, A.J. Green, uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, looks like Charles Clay is still in the league for the Buffalo Bills. Peyton Barber, Christian Chris, Kirk, uh, Dub Bears versus New England, and Dan Bailey. He's been hit with a handful of injuries, but uh, looks like um, looks like Nate is firing up those guys against me. Hopefully, I can stay undefeated and get to seven and zero. Oh. Let's move over to the listener league quick, and I can go first on this one while you guys uh, while you guys log in here. Um, last week was absolutely pitiful, but just to have uh, <laughs> just just to have just to have good grace, I mentioned a bunch of this on the Tuesday podcast. But for those of you that are maybe listening for the first time this week. My team uh, was horrendous. Um, going into this game, they give you the preview every week. And going into this game, I think I was down. Uh, my opponent was, was, was supposed to beat me by like seven or eight points or whatever. Not terrible, but I was the underdog coming in. Well, holy shit, he beat me by, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, 30, 38 points overall. And it probably should have been worse than that. I streamed CJ Bethard for um, Drew Brees, who actually did a decent job he put up 21 points i played alfred morris and of course raheem, um, raheem yeah. mostert played instead uh but that was a that was a goose egg played wendell smallwood who had six points odell beckham had 10 points calvin ridley got hurt he had seven points zach uh, zach Ertz was easily my best player with 17 points no cj bethard was your best player <laughs> oh sure sure but outside of outside of right, quarterbacks, right, right. quarterbacks are kind of skewed but um zach Ertz. otherwise uh i played lamar miller against my better judgment uh, over adrian peterson last minute um he got me 18 point or eight points ronald jones four points the jets defense was my third best player at uh, 10 points and graham gano three extra points uh or just one field goal excuse me um and uh, a miss as well. So he had only three points. So I had Michael Thomas, on Johnson, Andrew Brees on a bye there. So I just absolutely got spanked. Um, and his team didn't even do that amazing, but it was certainly enough to get by me last week. So I'm sitting at three and three in this league, um, right in the middle of the pack. I definitely need to make some moves here, and it's going to start this week. So I'm going to be uh, taking down my good buddy Matt Collier this week, who's sitting at two and four. Uh, Matt and I played in the championship of this league last week, so both of us need to make some – or last year, excuse me. Both of us need to make some moves here. I've got uh, Breeze, Carryon Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Odell, Michael Thomas, Zach Ertz, Keelan Cole, uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, assuming he's good to go. And um, I'm going to go with the Bills streaming against uh, – uh, Indianapolis, excuse me, and uh, Matt Prater as well. And he's got uh, Jared Goff, uh, Todd Gurley. Um, he has uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey, Julian Edelman. And he's got Evan Ingram and Jared Cook on a bye. So I think he's probably just trying to wait out the Evan Ingram situation. And um, he needs to also – looks like he needs to pick up a running back as well for Marshawn Lynch. And he's got the Vikings and Goskowski on his side. So feeling good about this matchup. But, of course, it's fantasy football. You never know. So let's see. Moving on. I'm, yeah, right in the middle of the pack here. So you guys are first and second, correct? Uh, I'm, I'm tied for first. Kind of, I'm so, so I'm second place. And then Daniel is right after me. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. So Daniel's third, second, third, yeah. Though I will say I, am, I remain the leading scorer in the league. and the most You do, yeah. You yeah, do Curly, Curly's points. defense is, is second best in the league. So. <laughs> I have the least <laughs> I've got the fourth least points score. Dude, I need, to, I, need uh, to, I need to fire up the, the prickly pears DST, dude. 
Oh, yeah, it's all about that defense <laughs> championships, baby. Dude, so this team, this team is five and one, and I drafted David Johnson with, did I have, I think I had the second or the third overall pick? Second, draft. second, I think, second. yeah. Oh, my God. So I had the second pick, and I picked up David Johnson, and then in the second round, I, <laughs> I picked up Jordan Howard. And this team is five and one. That, that, that you know, that's just great play calling out there. That's just fantastic. Yeah, it's good work. Good work by the GM personnel. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. I'm in. Uh, oh shoot, I just clicked on this week's matchup. Let me hop in last week's matchup real quick. I I played gray this week, and I thought, man, I thought I had an easy W uh, until the games got rolling, and then I started sweating pretty badly. Uh, this one came down to me winning with 114 points, and Gray had 112 points, Oof. so I just barely squeaked this one out. He he had Jay Ajayi still in his lineup, so if I would have lost this one, I would have, uh, uh, I, I might have gone on a Matthew Berry rant like he had on Twitter <laughs> uh, this week. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty awesome. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, Jameis Winston put up 38 points, David Johnson put up 12, eh. Uh, Sony Michelle, though, Sony Michelle might be, uh, you know, he might be saving my team. Uh, he put up 22. Stefan Diggs put up six points. Josh Gordon only put up nine. Uh, but it looks like better days are coming for both of those guys for sure. Trey Burton, I don't know what to do with him. He put up 12 points. Um, Jordan Howard, Sammy Watkins, they didn't do anything. Bears defense, negative one point. Oof. Jeez, for that perfect Ouch. matchup, too, for that great matchup. Uh, and Jake Elliott put up nine points. So again, ugh, that was that was a close one. I was up, I uh, I was up by like I think nineteen points going into Monday night's game, and he had uh, he only had Mason Crosby left to play. <laughs> Mason Crosby put up seventeen points. I was sweating for that Monday night game. Oh my god, that's amazing. <sighs> Especially considering Mason Crosby. I played Mason Crosby the week before when he put up like right. five. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I knew it was I knew it was coming. It's fantasy. You gotta expect it. All right. So this week, um, Jameis Winston, uh, David Johnson, and Sony Michelle. Uh, thank goodness for Sony Michelle. Uh Stefan Diggs and Josh Gordon. I'm slipping jo- uh, OJ Howard in there. Who's healthy apparently. I, who's healthy? Who again he uh he must be uh, seeing the same doctor as uh, Matt Breida because they heal overnight. Um, O.J. Howard, uh, I'm going I'm to bench Trey Burton this week. Um, I just, I'm, I'm going to try and trade him away for sure too. I, I'm, I'm trying to get get him out of there. He's just, he's just too risky. Uh, Demarius Thomas in the flex and Sammy Watkins in the flex. Although I do have uh, Chris Godwin uh, and Kiki Kuti. Geronimo Allison's on a bye though, but. I don't know. I think Chris Godwin might be a better play than Watkins or Demarius Thomas. I'll have to look at those matchups and, and think about it a little bit more. Um, Bears defense against New England, Jake Elliott, and then on my bench again, Jordan Howard, Trey Burton, Andrew Luck. Um, so I might put a package together, Andrew Luck or Jameis Winston with Trey Burton and try to make a trade. Uh, by Lil Powell, Geronimo Allison, Kuti, Godwin, and Deontay Foreman is on my IR, and he might he might slip back in there for Lamar Miller uh, in the coming weeks. But we'll see. We'll see about him. And then for the matchup, let's see who I'm playing. I'm at Schneider this week. I'm playing Keith Schneider. Uh, he's pretty solid. He's three and three. 
Uh, we're projected at I'm projected at 122. He's projected at 118, and he has Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, Dalvin Cook, Philip Lindsay, Allen Robinson, and Sterling Shepard. Uh, Austin Hooper at tight end, who's been who's been On warming fire. up. He's been, yeah, he's been uh, he's been hot lately. Uh, Jarvis Landry and Marlon Mack in the flex, Colts defense, and Greg Zorline. Um, so, yeah, he's got uh, Allen Robinson, Ryan Grant, Le'Veon Bell, um, either on buys or, uh, or a little banged up there. Yep, cool. And, Daniel, what you got to wrap this up here? Oh, man. So, I won, squeaked by uh, uh, Keith Schneider last week. I won 146 to 145. Going into Monday's game, I was down by 53 points. And uh, thanks to the heroics of mostly Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham, uh, as well as a four-point performance by the Packers D, I squeaked in. Uh, squeaked in. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fantasy, fantasy football is so ridiculous. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, so you know, dude, you know what it was too. Hold on, really quick. Sure. Um, my boy uh, C.J. Beathard helped you out with that that last gasp interception. I know that actually won me the game. They actually literally legitimately like won me the freaking game. Because the Packers, the Packers D would have got what one or two points depending uh, yeah. on the scoring for that. And of course, you know, De- De- uh, Devontae Freeman or Devontae Adams had a nice drive at the end there. But uh, right. Jesus, right. wow. Yeah. Yep. So. Thank, thank, thank my lucky stars for all of that. Uh, cause you know, it's good to get, get some luck in this league finally. Um, anyway, so, uh, week seven, uh, I'm going up against, uh, the coolest Ravens fan I've ever met, Amber Alexander. Um, <laughs> so let's see, uh, this, this is the week that I was pretty much planning on punting when I drafted. Cause I have, and I quote Antonio Brown, Devonte Adams, Doug Baldwin, Russell Wilson, this week uh, so I was more or less planning on punting this when I did the draft but it turns out I actually have have a decent team I'm projected to beat Amber by six points we'll see how that turns out but I'm rolling with Andy Dalton uh, Joe uh, quarterback Joe Mixon and Corey Clement who I'm banking on taking over the bulk of the, uh, the, the Eagles run game particularly their red zone run game um, Golden Tate and Kenny Galladay at receiver um, wasn't banking on when I drafted. I wasn't banking on quite as good a performance from Kenny Galladay. So hopefully he keeps it up. Um, George Kittle at tight end, uh, John Brown and Marquise Goodwin as my flexes uh, streaming Broncos D against the Cardinals and uh, Dan Bailey as my kicker. Uh, and who she got? Uh, Amber is rolling with Kirk Cousins at the QB. Christian McCaffrey, Alex Collins at the running back, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Corey Davis at receiver, Jordan Reed at tight end. Uh, she's flexing Christian Kirk and Chester Rogers. Uh, unsurprisingly, rolling out the Ravens D and Justin Tucker at kicker. She's also, and the, the, she's also got some bad injury luck too. Cooper Cup out, uh, Quincy Anunua out. So she's got some some injury woes as well. Yeah, and Rogers on the bye. It's so it's so it's so funny too, um, because she always you know she's been playing fantasy football. I think this is like her fourth year that she's had a team, and she pretty much picks the Ravens 
defense and Justin Tucker in like the 12th or 13th round to make sure that she gets them. <laughs> you know? And, and dude, it turns out that like, they're both always top five. So like, so, you know, why not just have an, an edge up on, up on that? So. That'll do it. Remember to email us your start, sit, keep trade cut questions to tckpod at gmail.com and DM us on IG at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod. Make sure to follow our IG stories throughout the weekend for game day updates. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in week seven. And for Daniel Sancato and Ryan Curly Para, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.